JC, we've got Ricky Baez back off another vacation. It's good to see him. A little Halloween horror or something like that. What'd you do? You it, you were telling me you went to a, a whorehouse or something? What was that? <laughs> no, I did not say any of that. Uh, Where'd you we go? Went, what was it? It was a, well, you know, it's October. We love the Halloween era and uh, oh, in, horror uh, house. Horror, yes. Got yes, it. Yeah, yeah, when we were doing the pre-show yeah. here just moments ago, you said, ah, we went to this place. It was pretty scary. I went to this horror house. I'm like, wow. No, it, no, sounds, it, it sounds like a place just outside Toronto. <laughs> no, two <laughs> syllables. Just not one. All, All right, dude. so tell me about this. Where was it? It was on Disney again? No, so, you know, Disney has this boobash, and Universal Studios called, wait, has wait, horror what? rights. Boobash. It's called boobash. It's oh, a, I, don't, you pay I it. don't like the name of that. Go ahead. It's actually pretty cool. Uh, you pay a lot more money than you normally would uh, for a general ticket, a little bit after hours. And uh, the whole park does this whole not-so-scary Halloween thing. It's actually pretty cool. The villains, more more villains come out than heroes. They it's come just, out and, like, crazy. tickle you and tell you about HR. <laughs> <laughs> How horrifying. That is such a horrifying visual. It really is. It's like a terrible thought when you get down to it. It's like, oh, hey, let me tell you. FMLA, tickle, 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 and just run away. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Fucking okay, brutal. You scare everyone in the place. Oh, you just let gave me a great idea to dress up. You're leaving already, save it. Gone. Yeah. Just keep them corralled in the same, like. It's just, it's a maze full of cubicles, right? And you're looking for the printer. Once you get to the printer, you know you made it to the end. You know, you got the little water cooler area, the donut area. Such a good idea. I love it. (laughs) I mean, work is horrifying. And everyone's everyone's carrying a bat because the goal is to hit the printer with the baseball bat. So (laughs) that's right. Right. Oh no! Maybe you have to find the bat to then find the printer. So if you find the printer too soon, you got to circle back and go find the bat. And now you got to battle. All the mid-level managers along the way. Oh my gosh! That, that's what it should be. It should be this, this 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 big haunted area with nothing but scary things about HR. Like one one section is four fifty nine p.m. on a Friday, and phones starting to ring about payroll questions. Right <laughs> on payroll day, <laughs> and then another one is you have to address the entire team because somebody yet again ate Susan's macaroni and cheese from the uh, from the uh, fridge. Oh, right? that's... So then now you got to have a conversation with the entire team about that, about who stole the macaroni and cheese. Luckily for a lot of employers, all that is going to be going away not not too long from now. I mean, a lot more people are adopting the work-from-home strategy. A lot of movement over the past couple of weeks on that one. But oh. before we get into that today, I do have to hit you with this one. John Deere has been on strike. You're familiar with this one, Rick, right? More than yes, 10,000 John Deere agricultural and construction equipment workers completed their second day on strike on Friday. Deere workers in Iowa, Illinois, Kansas, Georgia, and Colorado launched their first strike in 35 years. 35 years with no strike and now it's back, baby. And uh, that that was after rejecting 
a tentative agreement that was backed by the United Auto Workers of more than 90% backed by UAW. So UAW deer contract uh, was uh, a big battle. They're looking for a wage increase of uh, 11 to 12% over six years, about 2% per year, resulting in a major cut of real wages when taking inflation into account. It would have also ended pensions for workers hired after November, adding a de facto third tier of workers to the current hated two-tier system accepted by UAW in 1997. And as the company moves to hire scabs, this is a quote for us coming from WSWS.org. The World Socialist Website.org. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the writer being George Galanis here. Um, he, okay. he states in the article that uh, on early Thursday morning, UAW headquarters released a lying statement attempting to cover up its role in a conscious agent of corporate management attempt. So, uh, so a lot of people have asked me since the last time you were on and claimed being a socialist, I figured I'd grab the stuff from a socialist website to let you <laughs> rebuke that. So you can prove to the HR talk community that you're not the socialist that they think you are. So two matters at hand, John Deere on strike and Ricky being a socialist over you. I mean, aren't we all, we, we all call the same kind of a, a police department, fire department and education department, but fine, fine. I digress. I'm not a socialist. All I'm saying is, let's park the car, take a look at what people think that term means these days. Um, John Deere, God, I, you know, I am, I'm excited. Normally, I say whenever I hear about strikes, I'm like I'm concerned, but I'm excited because John Deere is not the only organization that that's that's deciding to or employees that's deciding to strike. And you got Kellogg's. You've well, wait got, a second. Wait um, a second. Step step back from Kellogg's for a second. John Deere alone. John Deere's uh-huh. CEO sold seventy two thousand dollars four hundred seventy two thousand four hundred seventy three dollars in stocks in the days leading up to the strike. Now that could have just been regular day trading, right? But everyone's on pins and needles right now, saying, "Did uh, mm. did did was it intentional? The sell off? I don't know. You know." Well, I mean, we we would have to take a look at what he's bought before, what he's sold before. If he hardly ever sells anything, and now all of a sudden, because of the strike, he's selling this off, then yeah, that might raise some red flags. But if this is his fifth yacht, and this is normal procedure in his household, then yeah, I don't see anything wrong So with the it. one running that story right there is CBS 8 KCCI out of Des Moines. Uh, report showed John Deere CEO John May sold $72,473 company stocks just a few days before the strike. Earlier this week, more than 10,000 John Deere workers went on strike. This is from CBS, not the socialist website we started with there. Well, <laughs> oh, I who, know, who knows, though, <laughs> the, uh, the validity of the sources anymore nowadays. The majority of union workers rejected the contract that would have delivered 5% raises to some workers and 6% raises to others. KCRG reports John Deere stock decreased 6.3% in the last month and 3% in the last five days. John Deere has not responded to KCRG's request for comment. I love how when they write these articles, they refer to John Deere and the name John Deere because that's the name of the company, but it sounds like the name of a man. I'm sure it is. That became the name of a company. (laughs) 
we are in rare form this morning. <laughs> so they uh, haven't striked in a very long time. They're striking right now. They've been on strike. There's a lot going on there. They're going to keep striking. What's, what's your vibe on this whole strike thing? Because you, you went live on the Tiki Taki as well, talking about Kellogg's and cereal or Purina food chow or something. I, I forget what it was. And then <laughs> someone got murdered. I don't know. You've been doing a lot on TikTok. Quite a bit. It, so, 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 if you could wrap up on John Deere with your thoughts, and then parlay to cereal and dog food. Nothing, but this dog food is not involved in there. So, if the CEO just going back food. to, do they? Yeah, I don't know. What yes, they? absolutely, they do. I did not know. Are you see? I'm gonna have to Google that. I'm gonna. You, well, I'll Google that later because you're blowing my mind right now. It's called Sundays air dried food for dogs. I believe. Wow. But they definitely have Grow Pup Dog Food. A 40s color print ad uh, goes back a, a long ways in time. Uh, Kellogg, okay. got a, a lot of a lot of big brands there. They've got Cheez-Its. They've got Special K, Cars Crackers. They've got those. Okay. Uh, Corn okay. Flakes, Eggos, Morningstar Farms, Kellogg's Nutri-Grain, Pringles, just to name a few. But the Al- list oh, goes on with name. the dog foods and everything I else, I have yet too, to hear man. Alpo. I have yet oh, to hear well, Alpo separate, or Pedigree. Or... They're a separate company. Okay, maybe the Jumbo Snacks. They make those, too. Anyways. No, I just ate that yesterday. John Deere. John Deere on uh-huh. strike. You, John. Yeah, so going back to the CEO exercising the uh, stock options, if he sold them for $70,000, I don't think that has anything to do. I mean, look, if he wants to make an impact with the uh, with the stocks with John Deere, he would sell a lot more than just seventy thousand. <laughs> right? So that's not going to do a lot. He probably wanted a new BMW or something to build a pool. But look, it, it's um like I said on TikTok this past week. I do not like unions. I don't like dealing with them. Uh, but I understand why they exist, and I'm not a big fan, obviously, of the government stepping in and letting people know how to raise low uh, or or um, how to deal up mess with um. Uh, minimum wage laws, but when employees organize like this, you got to open your eyes and you have to listen. This is not just one, two, three employees. You've got a large portion of the organization that's saying this is enough and they're walking out. I believe in that unified speech. So for this to happen for the first time in a long time, it, it, it's it's <laughs> America needs to wake up. And by America, I mean corporate America needs to wake up and take a look at what's happening. Kellogg's is not doing it and all these other organizations with the power of social media. All these things are going to circle around and it's going to unify a lot of other industries that normally would not be unified if social media was not relevant right now. And before so you get into Kellogg's scary. or anything like that, the NLRB, the National Labor Relations Board, did announce the appointment of appointment rather of five new regional directors this past Friday, strengthening the ability of the general counsel's office to bring complaints against employers and unions that violate federal labor law. Mm. Laura Sachs, Elizabeth Kerwin, Eva Cho, Andrea Wilkes, and Susan Sullivan will fill vacant positions in Boston, Detroit, Cleveland, St. Louis, and Newark, New Jersey, respectively. All our longtime NLRB employees. <laughs> I feel like I should say, oh, <laughs> Right? The NLRB is back, baby. Word has it they may even come out with their own music video. They all get online and start doing like a a dance. We're back, (laughs) right? If they get a TikTok channel, it's over. So, okay, down the path of the conspiracy theorists, though, over the past few days, you've got the strikes at Kellogg. You've got the strikes at John Deere. And now they needed to appoint the people to the NLRB. And it's all connected together. What do you think? 
raising the awareness. You don't think it's I mean, you think it's connected together. I I don't think so. I didn't say that. Oh, you literally just did. That's how I came up with that. I didn't say that I believe it. I said to the conspiracy theorists out there, and then you immediately flipped that on me, and that's not me right now. I'm putting that out there as a point of discussion for you. Oh, man. Oh, you killed me right now. (laughs) No, so, okay. Um, Just like the uh, TikTok videos last week, I mean, I don't know what I can say right now that I haven't said before and we haven't spoke about on the show, especially with a very good friend, um, David Miklas. Um, As long as you listen to your employees and and you pay them a fair wage based on what they bring to the table, you're not going to have issues like this. Above and beyond, if you continue to to listen to your employees and have a relationship with your employees you may even have if you unionize already you may even have a a a small movement to decertify a union i've seen those happen before they're they don't happen as often but i i i have seen that in the past and it's also a really good tactic to prevent unions from coming into your organization just take care of your freaking employees and apparently these employees had enough but jc there's more coming I'm telling you there's more coming. Now that this movement started, it's going to go ahead and spread like wildfire. We're going to see a lot more cross-picket lines here in a bit. Look at you, Fidel. My gosh, beard and all. Okay, so from um, just up the road, the Review Journal, the Ninth Circuit panel hears Station Casino's appeal of the NLRB bargaining order. Colton Lockhead put this together two days ago out of the Las Vegas Review Journal. Thank you, Colton. Very important story here. Stop by there. Uh, website thingy and read up, which, by the way, let's be honest, the the age of blogs is done, okay? <laughs> the the, yeah. the age of, of reading is coming to an end. Not saying that we're going to not continue to read. We're always going to continue to read. Okay, thank you. <laughs> but the importance of Facebook posts and or news articles, dude, Colton, Excellent story, dude. Record a video and put it out there. That's it. That's it. Col- no, Colton, keep doing it. Don't, don't listen do to it, JC. He, he gets tired of reading, Colton, so don't do it. It's keep time writing. For, it's time for you to take the Las Vegas Review Journal to TikTok. Give me a call. I'll help you with that. You write the stories and provide the script. I'll, I'll be your face. Reading but, is fundamental. But we would only have to zoom in underneath my eyes to like my mouth because the rest of my face is really ugly. So that's that's I, about it. I so. could not agree more. Station Casinos wanted a federal appeals court to overturn an order forcing the company to bargain in good faith with Nevada's most prominent union, regardless of whether the court finds the gaming giant broke federal labor laws. Mm. The, the company's arguments follow a July order by U.S. District Judge Gloria Navarro. That requires station to bargain with the culinary union until a federal labor board makes a ruling on the dispute. Navarro's decision stems from a complaint filed by the prosecuting arm of the NLRB that accuses the company of using an offer of enhanced employee benefits as a way of swaying support away from the union in the run-up to a December 2019 union election Um, at Red Rock Resort, a vote that ultimately failed. So (laughs) they're mad about it (laughs) on Thursday. Joel Rice, an attorney representing the station's parent company, Red Rocks Resorts, told the three judge panel on the ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals that he does not believe that the company's offer of enhanced benefits should be considered an unfair labor practice. The company, he said, has been discussing the benefit plans 
weeks and even months before the union filed a petition at the resort property. Go ahead, Rick. I'm dying here. I'm freaking dying here. I know. It's here. Because of my pronunciation or my smile? No, 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 no. Just, just. Just a story. Just a well, story. Let me, uh, I'll give you go, her go, go, final, go, go. her order here. Navarro wrote that the company's offer to enhance benefits likely thwarted the union's majority status and was so outrageous that it undermined the fairness of future union elections. There won't be the ability to truly ever test what uns, uh, uncoerced desires of employees are, according to Genevieve Frank, the attorney representing uh, the the regional director of the NLRB echoing the judge's comments. Now, Frank said that the company was well aware of the increasing support among employees and the likelihood of an election at Red Rock Resort. And that's when the plan went into effect. Go ahead, Rick. Ladies and gentlemen, people who listen to the show, I'm sure everybody knows why people join unions. And why unions are relevant these days is because employees feel they're not being heard and they're being undervalued and they don't get group benefits. Here's what I heard with the story, JC. They started bargaining, actually not bargaining. Well, yeah, they did. They had an, an election. They lost the election because the organization gave them more benefits and benefits. And they're upset because they lost, they lost the election. I call that a win. Right, Because if you want more benefits, you got more benefits. So now the organization that wants to get more benefits for the employees is mad because the organization did what they were supposed to do for the, from the get-go? I mean, if, the, if, if that doesn't show you how much more self-serving unions are, there it is right there. <laughs> right? There it is. They're mad because they, not, they, they now don't get to represent the employee because they got benefits. They got, well, I mean, obviously I'm – I'm harping them that I'm sure there were other areas that they were bargaining about or arguing about. But if the organization now, if the organization decided to uh, to promise benefits that they can't deliver, yeah, that's an issue. That does become an issue, right? Because then that is unfair. So yeah, I can understand why they got hit with the unfair labor practice, but it strides. Maybe the organization realized that they don't need unions to actually have a relationship with employees, and now they're trying to do something about it. Let them do it. So, go ahead, unions. Have fun with that one. Speaking, you don't mess with the speaking, speaking about <laughs> unions and employment labor, this next story is going to stoke a lot of, lot of thought, and I don't think that it's really going to intersect with union too much, but it'll be interesting okay. to to see moving forward what happens from a union perspective, though, as well. But as of Friday, Netflix said that it did fire an employee for disclosing confidential financial information about what it paid for Dave Chappelle's comedy special, The Closer. Or is that The clo- Closer? closer clo- the Closer. <laughs> clo- closer. The Sea Loser. Which some condemned as being transphobic. The employee who wasn't named shared confidential, commercially sensitive information outside of the company, a Netflix statement said. Quote, we understand this employee may have been motivated by disappointment and hurt with Netflix. Not due to our monthly charges, but for (laughs) other things. But maintaining a culture of trust and transparency is core to our company. End quote. 
except for the parentheses and the end quote things about the monthly pay thing. Got Please it. add it for the sake of humor. So uh, Netflix put out a statement reassuring that they value a culture of trust. So the statement said the information was referenced in a Bloomberg News article, which reported the Netflix spent uh, $24 million on the closer, which first aired last week. The article also mentioned the lower budgets for a 2019 Chappelle special, a Bo Burnham special, and the nine-episode hit Squid Game. Now, Netflix... Said a review of its internal access logs pinpointed the information to a single person who admitted that they downloaded and shared sensitive company information externally. The media watchdog group Glad was very upset about the Dave Chappelle show. However, Netflix CEO Ted Saradanos told managers in an internal memo the show doesn't cross the line on hate and will remain on the streaming service. Several Netflix employees, including a software engineer who identifies as transgender, criticized the special. Transgender employees and their co-workers are being urged to stage a walkout next Wednesday, Wednesday in protest. Susan, a transgendered employee, has come out saying, I don't give a sh... sh- S- Ricky, with the S word, please. Soul? I don't shirt. give a shirt. Search. What the situation is, I like everyone, and I just want to get paid and keep working. Y'all go on. Is that, and, a, is that a real quote? Y'all go on and continue fighting amongst yourselves. I'm just going to keep working. Leave me alone. That is not a quote. No, it's but no I, I made that up. <laughs> Could you imagine if they actually interviewed someone that, like, that you know, great. was allowed to say that? Like, hey, y'all continue yeah. to complain to each other. I don't care. Leave me alone. <laughs> I want my donuts tomorrow morning. They're free, guys. Right. Free donuts on Fridays. Man. All right. Go ahead, Rick. No, I'm just starting to laugh because you're like, glad was upset. And that kind of caught me off guard. The juxtaposition <laughs> of it all, right? Yeah. Um, so it, a lot to unpack here. The, for the employee who got, who got let go. <laughs> no. Okay. You see, now you're taking it there. You're taking it there. No. So for the employee who who got let go, if again going by by the uh, the information in this article, if that's the only information out there and that's real uh, as to what happened, then yeah, they should be fired because that 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 right there, I'm sure they violated some kind of confidentiality agreement that they signed as soon as they come on board for a company as large and as popular as Netflix. So yeah. I don't care if this employee it was upset or or not upset with this whole um, uh, Dave Chappelle thing, but you don't violate the process that you have at work, especially if you're re- revealing sensitive information or or you know intellectual tr- uh, property that the organization has every right to protect. So yeah, good for Netflix for uh, firing that employee. Now for the walkout, uh, I mean, look. Here's the part that people don't understand, right? They're they're um, will they're gonna walk out over that, but they're cool with Squid Game. <laughs> so don't tell me I haven't seen I don't I I, I can't connect the reference, so oh. I haven't seen the show, but okay. I want to see it. Well, in that first episode, a little bit towards the end of it, something stop, really stop, important. Stop! 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 Dude, come on, come on! And then the people I'm starting are, that tonight. Don't do this to me, bro. And come on, a, and they help the, me here, dude. <laughs> So, all right. So, I'm assuming something really bad happens that it's uh, it's it's May. What do you <laughs> that that May um, 
cause to question why some people walk off some things but not others. Look, you Dave don't is walk. Dave. You don't. You walk. don't walk. Don't walk just, at all. <laughs> just don't just, walk. Just don't walk. Just crawl, run. No, jump. Don't move. No, nothing. Don't move. No. Oh, are you referencing that show again? Stop it. Sorry. Stop it, dude. Stop. No, look, you can't cancel Dave, folks. I'm here to tell you, you can't cancel somebody who truly doesn't care about what other people think of him and who has been controversial he has been controversial since the beginning since the beginning you can't cancel that guy so those people walking off of their job over at netflix good 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 luck good luck you're going to be included in those statistics from people who walked out of their job with nothing else locked on only your your reason is really dumb <laughs> really is i'm sorry keep laughing that's right we got people listening in the studio that's awesome that's great. Who's in yeah, the studio anyway. with you? Um, I don't know, but I hear people laughing. Oh, <laughs> I understand. You had <laughs> a late with me. You had a late night. Okay, heading over to uh, did, Bloomberg. <laughs> Bloomberg.com. Apple. Apple has a CEO, and the CEO's anti-leak edict broke law and ex-employee oh, no. allegations. So the restrictive employee handbook rules and CEO Tim Cook recently pledged to punish leaders and leakers, punish leakers that violate U.S. law, according to new complaints that a fired activist filed with the NLRB. All these NLRB stories. It seems so coincidental that they just appointed five people and now that's the new topic for the week, ain't it? (laughs) Yeah. Funny how that works. So, um... There was a former Apple employee named Ashley, and uh, there was an all-staff email, and it said people who leak confidential information don't belong here. So um, she went ahead and leaked information, and then some (laughs) stuff happened. Ricky, back to you. (laughs) This one's – I know this story. This one's dumb. It really is. She's a senior engineering program manager, and she was fired by mm -hmm. Apple in September after filing complaints with state and federal agencies, including the U.S. Occupational Safety and the Health Administration and the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, as well as the NRB. And in documents that she shared forward, Apple claimed that she was terminated for violating policies such as the disclosure of confidential product information but she said that she was fired in retaliation for her prior complaints which alleged that after voicing fears about workplace health hazards she was harassed humiliated and asked not to tell co-workers about her concerns and just to wash her hands finally <laughs> back to you what are they they don't talk about what those health ha- ha- hazards are no you know, they don't i would love to know what the world's it was probably one about, of the world's largest companies. It was probably masking. Some they're no, in California. I guarantee, so I I guarantee it. it. She was working from home and felt threatened by the appearance of someone <laughs> through, through the Zoom meeting without a mask on. You know, she was offended by oh someone who's wearing a mask. Oh my god, there right. it is. I gotta figure it out. Just a real quick pause right here. Uh-huh. Let's let's do this. Let's create a filter for Zoom. When you press the button, it automatically applies mm. a mask to everyone's face. <laughs> So that if you emotionally identify as someone that is, like, uh, extremely plagued by the health hazard aspect of things and you're in your bubble at home and you can't deal with it, you just press this button and everyone gets a mask. Everyone gets a mask. Everyone gets a mask. Done. Done. You you gave that information out for free there, uh, That's JC. Free. You should have held on to that information. You know what? No, wait. I own stock and Zoom. 
So, yes, let them know. Let them deal with it. That way I can, my portfolio can go back up. No, I read this story, and this story to me really has no merit because the email that Tim Cook sent, he, he was responding to the leaked images that was sent out of the new iPhone before their their product launch. And you, uh, launch. So, you know, um, Apple, it's very, very, like any organization that has intellectual property, it's very secretive <laughs> about their products. Hang on, though. I mean, how bad off is the... How, Oh my gosh, the new iPhone. It's going to look just like the other one. Only it'll have one more camera. I I know, but you but you still need some rules and regulations around protected information. I get it. Maybe it's a little bit of an upgrade, not big of a change, but you still need employees you can trust. So good for Tim Cook to to send that out. Now, what this former employee is uh, it's 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 hoping to get attention for is that quote unquote he's saying that her concern is that he is violating the law by saying you can't talk about information. Well, well it's a little bit more specific than that. Here's, it's leaking protected information. So here's the root of the entire story. It all roots back things. to the NLRB having new people in place. And the current NLRB board is very likely to deem the statement in Cook's Mm -hmm. memo illegal, said former NLRB member Wilma Liebman, who chaired. I I just love the name. I had to put a pause in there. Um, I noticed. Who chaired the agency under President uh, Barack Obama. What he's saying here goes too far. (laughs) Stop. stop. (laughs) It sounded like you said, not the mama. Going Barack back. Obama. Yeah. Not the mama. <laughs> what movie was that? The Little Dinosaurs or something, right? Yeah, in the, the 90s? It was a show. Yeah, a show on ABC in the 90s. Oh, my Not God. Not the mama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, it came from a movie. That came from a movie. I forget yeah. what movie it was. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It just sounded like oh, it. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Okay, so what he's saying here goes too far. By limiting discussion about meetings where workplace issues are addressed, rather than only leaks about intellectual property... It's restrictive of people's ability to talk about employment policies. So in the article that we did partially skip over, and feel free to stop by Bloomberg to check it out, they put a policy in place about employees being able to communicate to each other about some of the stuff that's going on. So restricting employee discussions, not only just about, you know. Far reaching, but okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. It seems to me like a lot of these articles and a lot of the trends associated with all this are all about, there's five new people at the NLRB and they're going to do some stuff. Dun, dun, dun. Or, or just somebody wants some, you know, to her 50 minutes of fame. If you keep reading in that, and that's a Bloomberg one, right? Because yeah. I, I think I read that one. Yeah. Go towards the end and she's in law school. Right? Oh, that's right. That's right. She is. <laughs> she's in law school. So I don't know. Maybe she's a little bit too excited about the topic she's currently learning on and maybe she, she needs shouldn't to make a big t- deal for her homework. Ta- ta- <laughs> just take it to TikTok. Just a, t- it's a, pretty much, yeah. Pretty. Much. Uh, you know what? I wonder what Laura Page thinks about this. We need. I need her assessment. I'm going to reach out to her. I want to see what she thinks about this one. She doesn't like you. What? You're pro employer. She like she's pro employee. You guys hate each other. She's pro client that pays. JC, like any person. But you're who anti. Has a you're anti lawyer <laughs> though. You're anti lawyer. Right? I am not anti lawyer. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The other day, you're like. I'm going to get on this horse and do it my way. No, you don't do that. I'm kidding. Okay, thank you. Holy <laughs> crap. I'm like, first of all, I'm, I'm thinking kidding. that poor horse. <laughs> that horse is going to 
have a horrible day well, I, if I have okay. to get on its back. I always wondered why, like, you know, they, they have you ever done the donkey ride in? Uh, in no, there, brother. <laughs> I have not. In the Grand Canyon? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, sir. I have not. Where I you get on the donkeys animals. and go down like the terrace thing. Like no, I, I always I'm an animal wondered. Lover, JC. I always wondered why they had the horse option. Now I understand. Oh, people like me. <laughs> no, Ricky is still yeah. a donkey. It's just a real big one. <laughs> it's one on steroids. Why are we? Why are we doing that accent for the Grand Canyon? Because that's how the guy talked. I'm telling you. <laughs> That's how he talked. Yeah, you uh, just go pick out your donkey, and then we'll take him down there. That is so not from that part of the country. I know. Neither was he. <laughs> Half the people in your area are from Central Florida. Uh, that's because I am in Central Florida. What are you talking about here? You got to stay Half with the, the conversation. You're killing me. Okay, moving forward. Yeah, you're yeah. killing me. Uh-huh. So she, um, she asked for maternity leave, and Cracker Barrel fired her instead. According to a Georgia lawsuit, this came out uh, just oh, literally on October 14th. You can find this in the Macon.com Telegraph. Macon. And Haley Fowler is your amazing writer on this one. Go support Haley and the Macon.com Telegraph. We will not be reading everything, but for educational and informational purposes, we do promote your your uh, news stories, who you are as a writer, help inform You're and welcome. educate the audience, direct them to your website, and we don't ask for money. Should you desire to make a donation, stop by HR Talk, podcasting, by Esco, whatever the... What's the website, Rick? <laughs> HRTalkPodcast.com. Yeah, go there. Or by Esco.com. It's really simple. Yeah, stop by and feel free to give a donation, and uh, should you desire yeah, to... Contract our services to read your news articles and actually make you seem Ooh. like you're like better than what you are. Uh, we're happy to do that. So Raquel Bird, here, Raquel Bird. Oh, I know. I'm don't care. Raquel Bird. She worked as a sales associate at a Cracker Barrel in Georgia for more than a decade before she got pregnant last year, according to the federal court filings. Bird asked for 14 weeks of maternity leave, according to her attorney, and she got fired. Now, she's suing the Southern restaurant chain in federal court. And a lawyer representing Bird said in court documents that she had a spotless employee record before Cracker Barrel violated federal anti-discrimination laws and fired her just as she was slated to take maternity leave. I believe that may be an allegation there, uh, Haley. I, I don't know if that's factual. Your story will reveal more momentarily. Uh, right. But... I do believe that that would just be an allegation, just to be clear. Thank you for clarifying. So a representative for Cracker Barrel and Bird's attorney did not respond to the news request for comment on Thursday, according to the complaint filed October 6th in the Northern District of Georgia. Bird started working at Cracker Barrel in Morrow, Georgia in 2009. Morrow is part of the Atlanta metropolitan area, which has a lot of streets and roads and a couple subway systems. And there's a very convenient deli up the road. Bird, who lives in Decatur, Georgia, where there is no subway system and it's a little bit further away and it's kind of like not related to it, but it's near there, kind of. She works 30 hours. That's right. Work 30 hours a week as a retail associate was paid hourly, according to her attorney. Now, during her employment, Ms. Bird had a record of being an amazing employee and was informed by her manager that she was one of the best retail associates at the store. Bird's lawyer said in the complaint, 
In addition, Ms. Bird had never been disciplined and never received a negative performance evaluation. End quote. Bird got pregnant at the end of last year, told her manager, and then she was fired. Bird got pregnant at the end of last year, told her manager in December she would need to take maternity leave according to the lawsuit. Her attorney said Bird filed, filled out the uh, leave of absence form on January 22nd. Now, in a termination notice included in the court filings, Cracker Barrel said the reason for termination was quit with notice two weeks. Oh. In the comments section, someone wrote maternity leave. Employee will return after giving birth and is rehirable. According to the complaint, Bird tried to ask why, put it in the system, and it couldn't be reversed. Oh, don't tell me they're going that route. Bird's lawyer (laughs) said her firing amounted to the discrimination and violation of the Pregnancy Discrimination Act in Title VII. Title 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 VII of the Civil War, uh, Civil... The Civil what? Civil Rights Act. Civil Rights Act. You took it back to the Civil War? Well, it's Cracker Barrel. Right, so <laughs> <laughs> don't they dress up there? That's a great bridge. <laughs> I mean, they've got uniforms and stuff, right? I don't know. Yeah. So Cracker Barrel is also accused of interfering with birds' rights under the FM uh, under FMLA. Haley, I appreciate you typing it out. I, I mean that this is exactly what they teach you to do in school. <sighs> Interfering with Bird's rights under the Family and Medical Leave Act of 1993 and retaliating against her. She's asking for a federal judge for payback, restored benefits, and compensatory and punitive damages. They blamed it on mm-hmm. the HRAS system. That, 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 okay, so I didn't know they, 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 they were going to go it on the damn electronic it. system. Okay, no, talk, to, talk to me. Talk yeah. to me. Come okay, on. Okay, look. First of all, based on what I'm hearing right now, Cracker Barrel is in trouble. In a heap of trouble. Now, JSC, before I go down that route, here is what I love about these attorneys, these uh, employee attorneys. When they say, my client has an exemplary record, always did everything. JC, for once, I would like to hear somebody say, my client is not a good employee, <laughs> but she didn't deserve for this to happen. Look, she does just enough not to get fired, <laughs> but it doesn't mean this needed to happen to her. For once, I want to hear something like that, right? Right, right. <laughs> Everybody's great. My employee Everybody's would awesome. frequently call off on Tuesdays after a certain. <laughs> yeah, no, they're like, but it's on. not because of this, right? No, look, right. Racker Barrel is in trouble. Is in trouble. Why? Why are if they in em- trouble? JC, the we Family don't Medical Leave Act. Explain, the Professor. Family Medical Leave Act (FMLA) means that any employee that works for any organization over X amount of employees within the organization, uh, if they worked there for over a year. And if they have worked there also, not just over a year, but um, they worked over 1,250 1, hours um, and then within the last 12 months of that person taking a leave. If this person had been working there for a decade, has a, a, a squeaky clean record, the only thing the manager or HR should have said is, here you go. Here's your documentation. Let me know when you're going to leave. Let me know when you're going to come back. They get 12 weeks of job protected leave. That's what they get, JC. But it's uh, but now, now to say that she asked for leave. That's when this is when I started laughing because I've seen this happen before. When I ask, uh, 
when they say I want to start a uh, um a leave a maternity leave. Excuse me. I see you zooming in in the game. <laughs> I see that. <laughs> JC is dude. You, you're ruining my. Who is that? Oh, Miami and. Why are they playing so? Are they overseas? Yeah, it's uh, that's what they're playing the, so early. Finish up your statement so then we can talk Sorry, about this. Because you freaking threw me out, uh, threw me off. No, so now here's what I think happened, bro. She asked for that time off, and um, the manager put it into the system wrong, and the organization is so big. By the time um, uh, uh, she started arguing with the manager, by the time <laughs> they got HR involved, pretty dang late. They're like, you know what? We're gonna dig our heels into this. <laughs> We're gonna blame it on the HRIS system instead of saying. We were wrong. We messed up. We're, we're, we're going to overturn your um, your termination, and we're going to convert that into we protect the leave, and we'll welcome you back with open arms whenever your leave is over. That's exactly what they should do. But to blame it on the HRIS system and that miscommunication is not going to look pretty for them in court. It's yeah, not. Yeah, so the uh, Miami Dolphins are playing the Jacksonville Jaguars in the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium right now. Uh, the game kickoff started at 9.30 this morning. It was amazing. Crazy. I, I, I don't understand this. There's two Florida games playing somewhere other than Florida. Yeah, crazy, right? Two Florida teams, right? <laughs> playing somewhere else. That's weird. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, that's what happened. Now I see your commercial. Ew, oh, my God. I, I wish we were live on YouTube. I mean, this sh- people would get 80% more entertainment value if they just see this live on YouTube. <laughs> I've one of these days. Absolutely. I hope you've got some stuff ready, Ricky. Oh my god, I do. Oh, shoot. Folks let you see life from another perspective. They can expand the mind and awareness. These are inspirational quotes. Let's kick you back. Mm, all right. Business owners, business leaders, pause real quick and put your ear closer to the phone or closer to the radio. Listen to I'm, I'm going to speak sexy talk to you right now. All right, business leaders. Tacos. I don't care. I don't care what you learn in MBA school. I don't care how much they told you about stats and going ahead and focusing on on profits and all these things. I don't care what they taught you there. What you should worry about is taking care of your freaking employees. If you take care of your employees, I guarantee whatever they taught you in MBA school about that little line going up, 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 up in profits, I guarantee that's going to go up if you just take care of your employees. Done. (laughs) Wrong button. NBA school, your primary source for all things to do with basketball and business. Stop by your local NBA school to learn more. What's a good NBA school in your area, Rick? Oh, Rollins College, man. Rollins College has an amazing NBA program. Basketball and business, baby. Basketball and business. Masters of Business Administration. Uh, UF has a great one, FSU. And Florida's got a lot of great schools with it. Oh, awesome M, M as in Mike. M. Mike, yeah, Mike. Yes. All right, love it. Masters, I, that's right. Uh, in today's weekly segment, ladies and gentlemen, I don't have a lot prepared. But this has become Ricky's crown jewel. You see, as the week goes by and our lives get busy, 
we become inundated with the complexities of of all the stuff we have to do. And it really gets frustrating from time to time because, like, you know, you're, you're working the entire week. You're trying to juggle what you got to do. And then the next thing you know, you need some time just to run to the bank. But you can't go to the bank because you had to do it on a certain day. And now you got to rearrange going to the store to go to this, to go to that. And then the stress of life builds up and then you, you run out of time. You run out of time. So you sit back in your recliner. You grab your cell phone. And you start to browse TikTok. Your friends share videos to you. And you start to watch the insanity of life unfold. And ladies and gentlemen, every week we bring to you the best of what TikTok has to offer with an HR spin. With that being said, our first uh, uh, TikTok story of the week, Ricky Baez. What do you got, man? <laughs> this is, but, I'm sorry. What? This is from the Malcontent and TikTok. I, I'm sorry. I'm just laughing because I was so not ready for that. I know. I kept and I'm giving you. Oh, you kept patting. Yeah. I'm trying to. I'm trying to bring it up. I'm muting all kinds of things because when I bring up TikTok, and my browser starts playing automatically, and I'm trying to mute my 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 uh, rig, and I see your face. Next to the TV, you're padding, and I'm just, I can't concentrate. That was hilarious. Okay, here's the first one, bro. This is from the malcontent on TikTok. He's talking about unemployment. Check this out. Oh, great. All right, so for anyone listening along, he'll get to that clip coming up momentarily. Just troubleshooting a couple things right now. For anyone that is tuning in to that game over in London, just let us know how that one's going. Look forward to getting your real-time feedback. Yeah, Rick, there's no audio coming through at all. So uh, Nothing coming through at all? Yeah, man, I got nothing coming from you. Oh, hold so on. Good. Hold on. Hold on. That's horrible. Yeah. No, I can't good, believe dude. that happened. HR Talk. So 317 episodes so far deconstructing a little bit of the media from the HR perspective. And break it down. And again, I feel it's a little strange with the whole NLRB thing and all the recent stories. It's, you know, definitely there's a clear spin going on there. Um, yeah, who knows? That you will have people that are just finishing their education, entering the job market, people who fired, people who quit, people who say we're sick or injured and are returning to the job market. And so you always have this group of people that are in a state of flux. Anything below 5% unemployment is considered full employment. The lowest unemployment rate in the United States history was in 1944. It was about 1.2% during the height of World War II. And now we get into the long part of this video. Where did everybody go? The worker shortage in the United States is very real. Anybody who's been into a retail store or restaurant or waited for a FedEx package knows this is true. Mm -hmm. Well, there are no easy answers here, but I'm going to try to unpack them one at a time. What about extended unemployment benefits keeping people from not working? 26 states ended extended benefits between June and August of 2021, and it ended for everybody else on September 6th. So this isn't the case anymore. We did an analysis of unemployment rates, job growth of all 50 states, and factoring in those states that cut benefits early. And what we found is those states that cut early, it really didn't move the needle at all. There was almost no difference between states that cut benefits early and those that didn't. What about the pandemic? 
Did that cut the number of people? The answer to that is kind of, but not enough to really make a big difference. We also did an analysis when the number of people who would die was at about 690,000. It's very hard to look at it and go, who was working and who was not, because that's not tracked in the numbers. So what we did is we broke it down by age. What we concluded is about 250,000 people who were working in full-time jobs have died from the pandemic. Now, that's enough for maybe one-tenth or two-tenths of a point of the workforce, but that's about it. What about vaccine mandates? We had reached the point by the end of August where millions of workers in the United States were required to get vaccinated as part of their job duties. We haven't seen a significant change in the unemployment numbers either. So it's not that. What about women who've been knocked out of the workforce because they're either caring for somebody that is a COVID long hauler or they have children that they're homeschooling? This is probably the biggest factor of everything that we've considered here, but even then it doesn't fully answer the question. This is another one that you can only do a meta-analysis and kind of get to a rough number. And the rough number has it somewhere between 2.5 and 3 million women, which is a lot of people. It's the thing that's interesting. When you add up all of these groups together and then account for most of the quote-unquote missing workers, but clearly... There is something else going on here. Music is great resignation. Millions of American workers that could retire when the pandemic started did. And then you have a lot of other workers that have given two middle fingers to corporate America, and they have simply moved on to consulting or their own gigs. One thing is for sure, the labor shortage isn't going away, and it's just going to get worse. Here's what I think is the real answer. I think corporate America was using a lot more undocumented immigrants, and it was all just kind of swept under the rug. Long video. What? That was a that was a very very long video there. Wow. Um, and a weird ending. <laughs> and, and his synopsis, I. Uh, wow. So if, I, I, I would I would encourage him if he does have knowledge or information about anything of that nature to report that to the appropriate authorities. That's the best that I could say. Otherwise, it's sensational at the end and uncalled for. Yeah. You made some great points, <laughs> and then you jumped the shark at the end, douche tool. Okay? Yeah. You you just went <laughs> to, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You went to, uh, uh, you know, Carrot Muncher 3000 level right there with your little uh, to- toy game talk, you know. Step back from the edge there. It's not National Lampoons, okay? You buddy? just call them a bunny? A carrot Muncher? Jeez, man, this guy. Let me tell you. <laughs> No, dude, he had great points up until the end. You're right. Uh, he, he said all these things, right? And when he's talking about the people that died, he's talking about the women that was taken out of the workforce. And that was exactly it, – it, it's you and I thought the same thing, poor choice of words. So he dove dive into that. But then when he starts talking about the undocumented, undocumented workers at the end, provided no data, no stats, no, no deep dives, no nothing, right? So he completely discredited his entire video. But – I agree. I agree. It's um right now. It's when somebody unemployment is measured by somebody who's willing and able to work and cannot find work. It's this isn't that. Isn't that people can find work? It's that people are refusing to work for other areas, and the gig work is really coming up. It really, really is coming. What are you up. talking about? And the when, gig work's coming up. What are you talking about? Rephrase your words. Work. What do you mean? Okay. What are you gig, talking about? It, you said it on here. Gig work. What are you talking about? What do you Uber, mean? What do you mean? Contractor. Contractor. Oh, geez. Uber Eats. Uber Eats. Uber. All those things that you can do. Only fans. All those things that you can do on your own. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, it, 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 it's, it's, I'm not trying I can't to be laugh. funny there, here. I can't laugh. There's people that make six figures doing that. And it's only fans shot up. It's, it's what? It's 300% during the, uh, the, uh, pandemic. No idea. And, yeah, it's quite a bit. We did a story on, on this a couple of months ago. Couldn't tell. And you. 
people went ahead people went ahead and found other ways to make money and it disrupted the system so he is 100% right now the thing is is what organizations are going to do about it to make it an enticing for our, for employees to come back into corporate america i know what needs to happen corporate america is going to have to get a no. humongous facelift Hang a makeover a as far as culture is concerned how much of this is conjecture and spin at the end of the day let me stand back up here. I sat down because the video was so freaking long. All right. How much of this is conjecture and spin? I want to ask you this question for serious here. Okay. When when you think about like all the baby boomers that are in the workforce, right? And now we have this big tragic event and it's the great resignation and the blah, 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 blah. I, I, what are the actual statistics right here? What are the actual numbers? Who are the numbers and the metrics of people that are, are related to leaving the workforce? Is is are, are we talking about like the early COVID death numbers where you're going to ball everything together? Are you taking all your retirements and pushing that together with the people that are actually resigning and saying, oh, it's so tragic. It's going on. We need help. We need help. But the reality is, is that more people are actually finally retiring than maybe weren't retiring in the past because mm-hmm. they're like, hey, True. I'm not I'm just not going to deal with this. And they, they were hanging into the workforce. What? Jeez. Two, three years ago, we talked about how. People are in the workforce for 10 to 15 more years longer, if not more, than what mm. they used to be in the past. So is the great resignation associated with people finally saying, hey, I'm going to retire? And now do we finally have an opportunity where the people that have college degrees that are delivering pizzas for Domino's don't have to worry about being independent contractors and they could actually find the jobs? Quite possibly, you know, but is it all being spun? Is it all playing into a narrative? I, I don't know. I have to... I ask myself these questions on dark and stormy nights. What do you think? Uh, well, I don't know. According to 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 this guy, that senior software engineer from Texas that resigned from her position because she just couldn't handle the toxic work culture. According to him, she's undocumented. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 So. Right. And and is is she like a majority? You know, I, so you, you could take anyone from a sample size and say, well, we have someone that did this. Well, that's cool. OK, put 100 people in a room. I'm sure someone drove a car once. True. Very yeah. specifically yeah. a Pontiac. Oh, no. It's really we specific. had we had someone that drove a Pontiac in the room. That's the problem. An undocumented Pontiac. That's you know? the problem. I mean, it's just like the Google search histories we talked about. But you could curate any narrative that you want to. So this yeah. guy's threading together the great resignation together with with the everyone what do you say like that? everyone's undocumented. <laughs> ah, like Count ah, ah, ah. Exactly. Exactly. Tis the season. With all you those with all those horror houses you visit in the Halloween Ew. season. Video warning. This oh one's gonna God. take more than a minute. Sorry. Same See, guy. Same guy. Come on, guy. give me something new. What else you got on TikTok? All right, here we go. This is Captain Bridges on TikTok talking about McDonald's. McDonald's is hiring and their new starting pay is $31 an hour. What? Would you start working there? Silver Civic Taxi to Window 2 via Whiskey Tango. Right turn Foxtrot. Hold short of Window 1. Your total is 9.53. McDonald's is hiring. <laughs> okay, that was great. That was great. For the people who didn't get to, to visual, it quickly flipped. To this guy, this air traffic controller who got a job at the drive-thru. Oh, he's doing it right. He is oh, doing dude, it right, man. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. $31 an hour for McDonald's? Really? I'm in. You know what? Good for McDonald's. Good for McDonald's because this is what happens. 
the market dictated what needed to happen. McDonald's finally felt that pinch, and they're like, "All right, we're gonna have to, uh, you Thank know, pad you those for numbers." Stopping by McDonald's. This is JC. How can I take your order? Digitally or by yeah. hand? Thank you. Ew. <laughs> oh, please apply. Please work there for one day. I will fly up to Buffalo. I will fly up there arrange for the sole it. purpose. I'm telling you, all you have to do is arrange it. You know I would do this. You arrange for a one-day job, and I will do this. I'm going to work on that. One-day job. One no, day job. it doesn't even have to be Tim Hortons. You're the one that told me before that you've got Chick-fil-A's and places down there that let the people work remotely over a video camera. Let's do this, Baez. <laughs> they did. Yeah, they did. I don't have to leave my couch. You know what? I am going to talk to the local Chick-fil-A here down the street from my house, but I know, I know them very well, and I'm going to see if for about an hour or so they'll okay. let you take right. orders. Let's dissect for, for this for a second. How well do you know them? Like, Do you actually send them like holiday cards? Like, You, um, you probably no. should, though, right? I'm there every week. Matt is an awesome manager. I talk to him all the time. He's into crypto. He's into smoking wings. I mean, he's, he's, he's really – yeah, I know him. <laughs> I, I go there all the time, dude. I go there I almost every this. weekend. I love this. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. Why? What's wrong with knowing the manager at Chick-fil-A? Nothing. Go ahead. Next Dude, story. They're great. Next story. <laughs> what do you got? I don't have another one. I don't think I have another one. That was oh, it. The Bureau got- of Labor Statistics. Stop playing. playing. You've got to have a third one. And their new starting. I got to have it. I got- it just have to. You appear. sent Hold me on. one or two. I did. Pull one of those out. Yeah. I ain't going to pull one of those out. Which is the one? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> it depends where I, where I sent it. Hold on a second. Go ahead. Pat a little more because I have to open this one. Hold on. In the fall, after financial planning is done, is when you could use your leave accrual and things will be won. It's Ricky Baez and I'm JC. On Sunday morning, talking from you. All right, I'm ready. Go ahead. All right, this is from Selma Elchil, disrespectful, over on TikTok. That was still the wrong one, JC. <laughs> so this was somebody who, and I can't believe I played that one. Uh, it's called "Who Farted During My Solo." Disrespectful. Apparently, somebody was doing some kind of a uh, of a solo performance, and somebody in the audience was recording, and apparently recorded somebody else passing some gas. That is not cool. Whoever that was, and they put it on there, and they called that person out. Brother, I don't see any other. TikTok stuff over here. That's what I'm trying to find. Oh, Jimmy. Who's Jimmy? Hold on. Check this one out. Hold on. This is from iJimmy1990. Yeah, and you're not using a crosswalk. You're right. 
<laughs> All right, so so Brig, I, this is one of my favorite clips from the entire week, and I did send this to Ricky earlier in the week here, yeah. right? So you got this guy; he's riding he's riding a bicycle in New York City, right? And he's just blasting, you know, he's going down the street. He's in the bike lane. He's going down the street. He's doing the thing he's got to do, but he's not like in the proper bike lane. He's like going the wrong way, right? So he's just blasting by the cars. So the guy's looking across the street. He's cutting between a couple cars. So he's looking at the way of the oncoming traffic. He doesn't look the other way. And then the bicycle guy hits him. And he, like, flies. It's like something out of Grand Theft Auto. He, like, flies through the air. And then he lands, like, 10 feet away. And that's where the interchange comes in, you know? But it was was the most cordial accident ever. Let's hear it one more time. One more time. Carry on. You're not using a crosswalk. You're right. <laughs> He's like, carry on. So You're right. this is where <laughs> this is where my stereotype and my bias comes out. Um, up until you said New York City, because of the exchange, I automatically thought Toronto. Because <laughs> they're, they're so nice cordial. up there. They're so cordial. Yeah. Yeah. Because listen, he's like, he hits him. He's like, fuck. And then he falls. And he's like, are you all right? And the guy's like, yeah. And the guy in a business suit that fell and flew all the way to the other side of the street almost, I'm exaggerating. It's like, yeah, you're going the wrong way. And the bike's guy's like, yeah, you're not using the cross rack. Yeah, you're right. Carry on. They were so nice to each other. They, I, it's, I, I, I wish the video would have kept going. I'm pretty sure they shook hands and they shared a hot dog. I don't know, dude. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking that was Canada, not New York City. But that was awesome. That's the only other one I have there, brother. I don't see any other one. In no, that's file. good. That's our uh, TikTok roundup here on HR Talk. Yeah. We belabored things and beat the dead horse long enough we with did. that one. HR of Talk, uh, your source for the aggregation of all things that are fun. Hey, before we get into our uh, current events hey, segment and get things wrapped up, we did kind of do current events at the start, and it's been a very yeah, busy we week with that. Uh, big shout out going out to my Buffalo Bills who are going to be playing on Monday Night Football down in Nashville, Ooh. Tennessee this week. We are currently nice. five and one. We're on a roll right now. Amazing things going on. Go Bills! Also, big shout out going out to the uh, coach and the entire team for winning the homecoming game down at Baylor University. Uh, they trounced BYU, who's going to be coming to the Big Twelve. A lot of stuff going on in college Ooh. football. I'm a huge college football fan. A lot of great stuff there. Into the world of hockey, we have someone that watches the uh, watches the program or, or listens to the program weekly, and she's <laughs> been an avid listener. And she works in the hockey industry. I'm not going to say what city. Or I'm not going to say what her name is. About. But I'm I'm bringing you up for a reason here. And uh, the reason being, you posted a picture the other day, and I commented on it. And it was a picture of your arena. And, and the vast amount of people that were coming into the arena and getting ready for a very exciting uh, day of, of, like, great stuff that's happening. And I made a comment on there, something along the lines of, like, boy, to, to be able to announce in a beautiful spot like that one more time, you know, and I started, uh, there was a couple lines there about, like, um, hold on to what you have and appreciate it while you have it. I'm, and the reason being, the reason why I'm saying it that way is, uh, as as I'm getting older and I look back on my life, I'm thankful for where I'm at right now and the opportunities that I have in front of me. I really am, truly am. But But when I look back, I look back fondly at the times that I had in the arenas, in the TV stations, in front of the cameras, embrace that time i understand that you're building teams that you're building for the future that you're doing great stuff and you're at you're at the top you you are literally the pinnacle of 
and the epitome of everything that is good with your industry right now, doing good things. Keep that up. Keep up that good work, but savor these moments because someday you might not be at that arena anymore. That's all. And you're going to look back fondly on these memories. Embrace it while you can. Ricky, if you think back for a moment for me, and this is a serious tip right here. If you think back okay. to like, I don't know, when when you were, uh, maybe when you were in the food industry or maybe think back to a time that, that you were with a place where it was like uh, really momentous for you. I, I, I correlated that to food, but I might be wrong. Like if, if, if you think back to like one of those facilities, was there a moment where you said, wow, this is huge. This is impressive. This is like really cool. But you look back now and you're like, It'd be cool to see that again or do that again, right? Like, do you have any moments huh. like that or no? I think I've I've had a few. I've had a few moments with some processes that we're putting together, some recruitment initiatives that we were putting together, and um, where I look back and I'm like, wow, that was awesome. Nobody has ever done that before. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I've got I've got a couple of savor moments em. like that. You savor them, yeah. you know, embrace yeah, them. Right. Yeah. You know, don't think yep. bad about it. Just stay, just ride that wave, stay positive, do good things, and just good things will keep coming back to you. Hey, I've got uh, we're just over the one hour mark in the HR Talk program right now. Okay, and the reason why I bring that up, oh thanks. The reason I bring that up right here is because I want to flip the segment real quick, and I want to. Uh, uh-huh. Real quickly, ask Ricky how he's been this week. Let's uh, let's get the Ricky Bias update, the top of the hour Ricky Bias update. Whether we have a guest or not, we're going to do this for a while uh, okay. from here. So top of the hour Ricky Bias update. What's going on with you in the HR world specifically? Not all the front show banter. No, well, front show banter. No, just, just a lot of work. I have a unique opportunity right now to put together in – and build an HR team, put together an entire HR infrastructure for an organization, um, a multi-million dollar organization, and it's fun. Um, I got to say, it's not fun when you're in the different little battles, but when you take a step back and you take a look at the strategy you got put together for the game, for the war, it's fun. It's just the little battles, you know, just trying to get things done at different stages in the process that gets a little bit um, nerve wracking from a timeline perspective. But what I really do appreciate, I love, I really enjoy working with a group of of, um, of a senior leaders and group of professionals that they're not afraid of healthy conflict. That's one of the things that I thoroughly enjoy is when you take a step back, you see people who thoroughly disagree with each other from a policy and process perspective and point of view perspective and they and they argue and i use that <laughs> back and forth but it's never personal it's never personal and That's i love how I, it is correct and key. i i love how the the meetings and the objectives move forward more fondly they move forward more uh, more strategically when you got people on the team who are able to have those differences of opinion and not get personal with it. So I thoroughly enjoy that. I've been dealing with that for the past month or so, putting this uh, process together, and I got about four four months left on this project. So yeah, that's what's been happening in the past couple of weeks, actually. So, so what about you and your end? Yeah, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, they just put this up on the uh, television tube here, that they are the one NFL team who's played the most games in London over the past uh, five, ten years. Uh, they've played nine games, one every season for the past nine seasons or something like that. They're thinking about renaming them 
the London Jaguars, like depending on the way this goes, they could move from Jacksonville to London. Almost, at, yeah, almost as if they don't want to be in Jacksonville, which I do not blame them. <laughs> Is Jacksonville really that bad, or no? No, it's not. I like Jacksonville, man. It's a uh, Jacksonville, like any other city in Florida, has this ten percent. That makes the rest look bad, but that is a great city. Um, I love going there, especially um, during the uh, the fall. It gets a little bit colder than Orlando, and you kind of feel like you're in the northern states, but not quite. I love it. That's it. <laughs> and then when we think about uh, the world of HR, things that uh, like you're doing right now, your your fiscal years, your physical years, all that good fun stuff. Uh, uh, have you had a lot of people leaning on you lately for? Look, there was a lot going on with the coronavirus relief. Taxes are going to be a burden. There's been a lot of employees coming and going. Numbers are up and down, up and down. People are kind of like losing their losing their mind, continuing to have to constantly recruit as of right now, right? I was talking to someone the other day who shall remain nameless, and they're like, I'm just, I want to get out of recruiting. I just want to get out of recruiting altogether right now. I'm fried. I'm sick of it. You know, it's almost like they can't meet quota or they can't maintain whatever the uh, preset standard is. You know, when, when we think about that from a leadership perspective, right, I understand that um, a lot of businesses might be doing what they can to realign and, and get back to get back to work, let that be remotely or in person. But things are different. Maybe some of those key performance indicators and standards need to change just a little bit, right? Give, it, give your recruiters a little bit of leeway right now before before you lose them too. That's all I'm saying. It, it, so business leaders, two things need to change with what's happening in the recruiting world today. Well, in the staffing world, just in general, two things need to happen. A, you do have to change your KPIs. What KPIs and known performance indicators for people who don't know, your KPIs that you held them to two years ago are no longer relevant today. They're not. Right? From a business owner, from a business owner's perspective, they're going to argue that. They're going to say, no, you still have to perform. Yeah, but the tools you were using and the expectations you had you had 24 months ago are no longer valuable or relevant right now. So that A, that needs to change. B, the second thing that needs to change is the flexibility and the empowerment you give your recruiters to be creative. Take away the roadblocks, take away the shackles, take away the uh, the uh, the uh, the handcuffs and give them the flexibility. Give them the trust, there's that T word, um, and the budget to be creative in bringing people into the organization. You have to. Once you take those those shackles away, you'd be surprised what your recruiters are going to do. And then, yeah, you do got to get creative. Just to sit there and bitch and complain and moan that, oh, my God, we can't find anybody. That's not, that's not going to help anything. You either have to. You, well, I mean, either you are going to complain about it and not get anything done or, yes, complain about it, but then do something. Get creative. Do something different than you haven't done before because, obviously, whatever you've been doing before is not working for you right now. It's costing you to bitch and complain right now. So pull out all the stops and you'll be good. That's right. Just do what Ricky said and pull out. It's time for <laughs> Current events here on HR Zoggy, your spot for all things that suck. All right. So, Ricky, I'm going to give you four stories here, and you get to pick which one we're going to start with. Would you like to hear about Egyptian pharaohs, Jeff Bezos, flight attendants, or remote work? Flight attendants. 
This comes to us from Yahoo Business, Business Insider, Thomas Pellini. That they partnered with Business Insider to keep moving okay. forward. All right. Stop by the Yahoo and look up the article. <laughs> I went inside a secret airplane compartment where flight attendants sleep on long-haul flights, and I was shocked by its size. Thomas Pellini. Flight attendants do not enjoy the same luxurious seats that some of the passengers do on long-haul flights. You'll often see them in the little pop-out seats there, like the jump seats, right? Secret mm-hmm. compartments, though, in the back of the airplane have bunks for flight attendants to take a brief rest. Cabin crew rest areas are very tight quarters with no windows and no forms of entertainment. Airlines are constantly raising the bar when it comes to luxury and comfort as passengers and airliners are flying further than ever before. But flight attendants get to sit in boxes to relax. Their areas are off limits to passengers and even their entranceways are discreetly embedded into the aircraft's architecture to protect against unwanted visitors. On a recent tour of an Airbus A350-900XWB, this guy went up into the crew rest area to see how the crew spends their break time. The crew rest area was labeled crew only. Its location makes sense. It was hidden away from the passengers in an area not frequented. By the way, your article sucks. Your writing is terrible. (laughs) Only six bunks comprised the crew rest area with not much room for anything else. Storage is limited to a small closet with a coat rack to hang uniforms during the rest period. Pockets along the main aisle also had some space in which to store items. Each bunk came equipped with a pillow, a blanket wrapped in a seatbelt. Looked to be similar to what economy passengers receive in the cabin below. Seatbelts are required in the bunks in case of turbulence. Even flight attendants must abide by the seatbelt sign. Yet, we don't know how anyone checks on them. Other than the pillow and blanket, a reading lamp, the bunks are devoid of any form of entertainment, but there's plenty enough room to fit two people if need be. The reasoning behind that is because airlines want their staff to use the space for what it's intended to rest. I'm sure it doesn't stop flight attendants from using their phones, however, and a curtain provides privacy in each bunk if needed. Now, I'm not sure if you're aware, this is outside the article, scope of the article. Mm-hmm. They don't get paid till that plane takes off, till they start taxiing, till it starts moving. Did you know that? No. Yep. So the longer it sits there with the door open, and that door is open, and the wheels are not moving, and they're connected to the terminal, they do not get paid. Okay. I have to call BS on that. Google Here's it. Here's why. Now, Google it. Google it. No, no hold on. Google hold it. on. Let, let me tell you why. Try the Google. Let me t- hold on. Let me give you my my initial reaction. Why? As to why. So they have to have. They need to be there at a specific time. And if they're not there at a specific time to start performing their tasks for work, right? Then the plane can't take off. So how are they going to hold they them accountable get, and not pay them for the time? They don't get paid for boarding. They do not get paid for boarding. I'm going to have to research that. That does not sound right at all. If, if you require them to be there as part of their job, you got to pay them. Flying time, as far as why flight attendants don't get paid during boarding, it's just how it's been for years. It hasn't changed yet. I need a flight attendant to come on this show and explain to us how that works. I just don't know how that's legal. Some to some how, to line up. That would be a great interview. I'd how love can to get you have somebody that. be at work and start working and perform work, and you don't pay them for that time? 
that it, that's illegal. <laughs> so unless there's a different law in the Department of Labor part of the of of the world that addresses that specific issue for flight attendants, then it, it's I don't know how that is legal. So if it, I'm going to research it, I'm going to have an answer for us next show. I don't want an answer next show. I want a guest. I'm gonna I'm gonna give an answer for the next show at the very least. I guess I don't know if they're flying or not. Oh my god, we're definitely not gonna pay Kill them me. for the time on All here, right. so, so they're, they're not gonna come on. So do you want Jeff Bezos, the Egyptian pharaohs, or working remotely? Bezos. Your next story is coming to us from People Magazine. This is a big one, but it's being used for education and informational purposes only. Talking about uh, Jeffrey Bezos. Jeff Bezos kissed his partner, Lauren Sanchez, during a PDA-filled outing in New York City. The couple's New York City outing comes after Lauren Sanchez penned a tribute to her partner, Jeff Bezos, before Wednesday's historic Blue Origin launch. They were making out and slapping tongues, and it was amazing in this public display of affection. Their love is immense. Ricky Byers, back care. to you. I don't care. Why is that news? <laughs> I, 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 why, why was that even an option? I don't care what he does. Would you I like to have to do with business? Would you, would you like to? It's tongue lashings. I googled tongue lashings, and this is what I get. Why All would right. you Google that? <laughs> well, it's another word for arguing, and then I'm like tongue lashings at work, oh, and it pulls up Jeff Lord. Bezos. You know. <laughs> Okay. Glad that's the only so what did uh, uh so so what did you want to hear next about Egyptian pharaohs I, I or working remotely? I am afraid, remotely? JC. I am afraid. I don't know what other things you're going to come up with. So you pick. Pharaoh, you know what? Do pharaohs last? <laughs> what the hell's going on? Your next story is coming to us from Fast Company. Fast Company, how to get a promotion during uh, the working remotely times, uh, they basically say to find out the old See adage, story. <laughs> out of sight, out of mind is true. Uh, don't be out of sight, out of mind. The most important consideration in advancing your career is building and maintaining relationships. Uh, the overarching goal, whether you're fully remote or part-time, is now that you have to be really conscious of things that, frankly, when you were in the office, you didn't have to think about that that much because they just happened. The natural bump into your relationship building says... Uh, the guy that's writing the story. So he explains how overcoming Zoom fatigue and how to make virtual networking less awkward, giving advice for managers to help level the playing field between remote and in-office employees and more. Uh, he he highly recommends that uh, uh, you, you leverage relationships and get to know people and stay in touch. And then you could maybe get a promotion. That's it. I mean, yeah, they're right. I mean, <laughs> that's everything we said. Next week, he is going to describe for us in great detail how water is wet. If you bring that up as a topic, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Your last current event story is coming to us here from the Jerusalem Post. What do the pharaohs look like? A lab has officially recreated mummies' faces using DNA. According to the study, which predicted the three men's appearance at around the age of 25, they had light brown skin, dark eyes, and hair, except for one that may have been pasty white with red hair. Uh, Parabon Nano Labs, a Northern Virginia-based DNA tech company, used research by Max Planck Institute for the Science of Human History and the University of Tübingen in Germany, whose scholars managed to extract genetic materials from 151 Egyptian mummies dating between 2400 
in 1600 years ago. Now, the study was published in the journal Nature in 2017. And it was considered an important breakthrough because the hot Middle Eastern climate tends to destroy any DNA remains. And the mummies came from a site known as Absir el-Malik, which stood by the Nile River in the middle of Egypt. So they recreated their faces using computers, and now they know what they looked like, or they have a presumption of what they think they looked like. Ricky Bias, back to you. The Nile is in the middle of Egypt? Like right in the middle? Okay, sure. That's pretty cool. I don't know. It's um, I don't know why that's the story, but yeah, I, th- I think it's really cool how uh, I can now see what mummies looked like back in the day before they were mummified. That makes my life just so much better today. <laughs> and lastly, the article that was being left as a surprise for you from Sci-Fi Wire. In the beginning of time, what if there was no beginning of time? This was uh, written by Elizabeth Rainey. Okay. There's something unnerving about hearing a somber voice and tone in the beginning. But wait, what if the, there is no what if the beginning oh! of time is no more real than the sci-fi movies that you hear about it down. Sorry. Could the Sorry. Big Bang have the never game. really happened? <laughs> Will there the be game no off, end to the universe? Is everything in between? Even oh, the passage dude. of time just an illusion? Lawrence is getting fired. According to the physicist Bruno Bento, he's now proposing that the universe may have had no beginning at all, meaning it did not blow up out of nothingness, expanding rapidly from a few atoms into an expanse too vast for the human brain to fathom. What do we perceive as the past and future? may actually be infinite. I wasn't. Now, the closer you go into a black hole, the more time slows down. Your experience of one minute heading towards a black hole could equal thousands of years outside that black hole. It's being theorized that it's possible if you traveled all the way to the center of a black hole you may be able to witness the destruction of the universe around you due to the speed of time. Ricky Baez, back to you. I can't help but to think if everybody listening right now who is like, oh my God, JC is describing my place of work. That's exactly what he's doing. (laughs) It's a black hole that just sucks in any joy and any type of time of me having a great time (laughs) anywhere. Um, That dude that subject fascinates the living daylights out of me it really does it's as far as how time is perceived sure it does i'm calling crap because the football took it away that's fine no but Moving i heard on. what you said you're Stop killing putting me. football on then you got the big screen right there and you zoom in on it and you expect me not to look at it florida man stories this week are brought to you in part by the add of ricky Baez. florida man that's wielding right. a sword set fire in roadway Flood's booking office after arrest, according to police. That sounds pretty crazy, right? Titusville, Florida. (laughs) Regular Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Titusville, Florida. WESH authorities say when they arrived to four feet high flames in a Brevard County roadway, they found a man holding a sword, drinking alcohol. 
and he was not on the cover art of a podcast. Deputies say that they were on active patrol when they spotted the flames on Craig Avenue in Titusville around 2 in the morning on Thursday. According to the police, the fire was in front of a man's home who they visited around five times in the past six months for illegal burns. Officials said that the fires ranged from being on the sidewalk to taking up the entire street. The entire street. Officials say that when they went to speak with suspect Scott Taylor, he was sitting in front of his yard holding a sword in his hand and had a knife in his waistband. He's ready. <laughs> wow. This guy he was playing ready. around. Police well, say not. he was actively drinking in front of them and began chugging from a half-gallon-sized Captain Morgan spiced bottle of rum. Authorities Waiting say he dropped Uber the eats. knife and sword when asked to, but could not provide an answer as to why he started the fire in the roadway. He was arrested and taken to Titusville Police Department. But the story does not end. Police say while the man was in a holding cell, he intentionally broke a fire sprinkler head, causing water to flood the cell and booking room. The man was eventually transferred to the Brevard County Jail, and he faces charges of intentional reckless burning of lands and felony criminal mischief. Titusville, Florida. Ricky Baez, back to have you. We, ha, have we heard from the face of the franchise? Have we heard from him lately? Uh, it is definitely is it, not him. There's a booking photo. He's not. Got it. Okay. Associated with the it. story. Yes. <laughs> That's definitely not the face of the franchise. But it could be the face of the program for this week. I, I don't know. Really, really I wouldn't do it, it though. Really WFLA.com if you want that story and more. That's the end of the show. Ricky Baez, final thoughts. Over to you. Here are my final thoughts. Employers, I've said this the entire show today. Folks, it, it, it's your life will be so much easier and your business will thrive if you just listen to your employees. Listen to what they have to say. And damn it, if you got an employee that is just on point and you're paying them X, but they deserve Y, give them Y. Right? Pay these employees what they're worth. Now, notice I didn't say just pay everybody. Only pay the ones that are, that, that are really knocking it out of the park for you that are provide value, right? And if you got some employees who don't work out as well, then you know what? Either you, you manage them up or your performance manage them out, right? But listen to what they have to say, and you won't, you, you won't be on topic on our show talking about that they, uh, they unionize on you and you, they went on strike. So pay them well, take care of them, and they'll take care of your business. Done. Ricky Buys, what are some of the best ways people could find you? At my house, where I'm at right now. What's your address? Uh, no, uh, oh, no. I, well, it's, uh, my address is hrtoppodcast.com. Look for the screaming face. The screaming cara. La cara que está llorando. Llorando, I don't know what that is. Ew. Uh, over on your favorite podcast platform. Download us. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you think about JC. I've had a bad go. That's it. <laughs> uh, my final thoughts right here. I've had a bad go over the past couple months, uh, but it feels okay. good to be back in the saddle a little bit. It really yes. does. You know, it, it feels good to be doing normal things. I was looking forward today uh, to doing a, a, a three-way program with you and a, uh, another colleague here. Uh, yep. We'll have to do that in the near future, though. That's right. But uh, everything's going good. Just busier than normal. Ready to rip my hair out. But it's all good. Private business has <laughs> picked back up as well. Big kudos and congratulations going out to Brittany and Aaron Cole on their recent nuptials. It was my pleasure to be there for you. I did tell you 
that I'd give a big shout out to the two of you. You're amazing together. Congrats. You already got a few beautiful kids running around. You got the house. You got it all. And now you've got each other locked for life. Look at that. Or till death do you part, they say, right? I got a feeling you guys are going to be together a lot longer than that. A lot longer than that. You guys are great together. You're amazing. Beautiful couple. Beautiful people. Hey, on behalf of uh, Ricky... And uh, the manager at Chick-fil-A up the street from him. Matt. Yeah, Matt. Matt. What's up, Matt? Yeah. The face of the franchise. The uh, intern formerly known as Dave. Because He's not known? Dave he anymore? doesn't go by Dave anymore. <laughs> it's just it David, by? and he dropped the intern part, and he just left. <sighs> so he's no longer the intern. It's just oh, David. Well. David now. Just David. I don't know. Ricky's got a dog and some other stuff. And there's a whole bunch of people that kind of make things happen. And it's our pleasure to be back here for you every week. Stop by hrtalkpodcast.com. Find us on all the social medias. You can also find Ricky Baez on the Tiki Taki lunchtime every day. He's going to hop on there and talk to you about HR stuff. Feel free. Join in with your questions any day. It doesn't matter when it is. Stop by, say hi, talk to him, see what's up. What's that? 15, 20 minutes, something like that. It's real short, but it's. 15 minutes Yeah, yeah, yeah. 15 minutes stops. It's just long enough. So stop by Talk HR with the guy. He's more than happy to field your questions. It doesn't matter who you are. Stop by. Stop by. Bring it up. Bring it up. It's very good. HR Talk Podcast. It's our pleasure. Find us on the Googles. Bye-bye. It is. JC out. Bye. Bye. I'm still rolling. Oh, Oh, we are? Yeah. We just used up all the music this time. Oh, is that what happened? So, so can I go get my taco now? I'm hungry. <coughs> yeah. I'm going to go get a taco. Let's go. Yeah, but uh, but, but keep keep the game on though.